Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 11, titled, If Then Else. Man, I've, I've been waiting to talk about this episode. I've been waiting very, very impatiently to talk about this episode for quite a long time now. I'll be honest, this might be my favorite episode of Person of Interest. Just full stop. It's so incredible. It's such perfection. It's absolutely magnificently constructed. And what's really striking about it to me, as someone who watches, like, all the television, is that... so. Little lesson in how TV shows are constructed, or at least network TV shows. More often than not, they will separate their quote-unquote gimmick episodes from their story episodes. Like, one week, they'll be like, okay, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna do something weird, we're gonna do something crazy. Oh my god, look at how different this is, woo! Alright, now back to the story. Like, they'll press pause on their narrative to do a gimmick. But it takes a very, very, very special show, particularly on network television, to not only combine those two into one hour, but to do it so freaking seamlessly. To mesh the two together in a really spectacular way. So that not only does the gimmick serve the story, but the story enhances the gimmick. Like, it's really, really spectacular. They very easily could have done simulations one week, stock market the next. And it probably would have been fine. Like, let me be clear. I'm not here to belittle this structural conceit. It it, it usually works fine. But, like, they very easily could have done that, and it would have been perfectly fine But no, they went above and beyond, and they merged it, and they blended it, and mixed it so perfectly, and mixed it in such an incredible way, and it just worked to such a stellar effect. It was absolutely magnificent. I I love, I love this episode so much. So, this episode, it picks up literally right where the last one left off. Uh, Samaritan is causing a stock market crash and causing complete and utter chaos. And the plan here is for Root, Reese, Finch, and Fusco to go into the stock exchange, to infiltrate the stock exchange, and put in this little code, put in this device that will... Stop Samaritan 
and will cause the stock market to recover. And will cause the stock stock market to keep going on its normal course without any interference from Samaritan. Meanwhile, Shaw has to go on to the subway and get this code, this bypass code, from one of the security guys. So they can bypass a palm scanner. Now, they infiltrate the stock exchange, and Shaw goes on the subway. Immediately, everything goes wrong. Immediately, everything is bad. Uh, Turns out, there is a bomber on the subway who is really, really distraught over everything that's happening in his life, particularly in the midst of all this chaos, and is being driven to extreme action, and now, like, has a bomb vest on and is willing to blow himself up along with everyone on the subway just to get his little revenge on this one broker dude. So Shaw's in the midst of this shit show. And also, as soon as the other four get on this elevator and go all the way down to the level where the server room is, immediately Samaritan's forces invade Immediately, like, they're all over this place. Uh, And the entire floor is under lockdown. They can't get out by using the elevator. It's, like, donezo. And it is... Like, they are completely cornered. They are 100% cornered. And they're in a very, very, very sticky situation. So now... Here comes the meat of the episode. The machine now has to find a way has to find the perfect scenario where they can finish their mission and all get out alive. Or at least have a possibility of getting out alive. And it's great. It's so awesome. Because the way we see the machine work, essentially this entire episode is, or at least a lot of this episode, is just seeing the inner workings of the machine, seeing the brain of the machine just turning and turning and turning in this, like, period of, like, what was it, like, 13 seconds? Like, barely any time to us. Like, just flat out nothing. But the machine's just, like, uh, churning and burning, smoke coming out of its proverbial ears, just, like, trying to think of the best possible option. And we actually get throughout this episode flashbacks to when Finch was teaching the machine to play chess and was teaching it to, like, see the infinite possible outcomes. And it's very, very good flashbacks. It's really, really spectacular. But, of course, in the present day, we have the simulations going, so we see multiple possibilities as to how this mission could go. We see, like, how, like, What if, okay, what if uh, Finch and Root went to hack the thing and Reese and Fusco went to secure an escape route? That fails. Finch dies. Okay, what if, uh, what if Reese and Fusco do the hack and Root and Finch secure an escape route? That fails. Uh, Both Reese and Root die. And then we see the what if everyone just goes as a team, they do the hack, and then 
uh, secure escape route just all together. And of course, that ends up being the one with the most chance of survival. Uh, but it's really, really cool just to see the different possibilities, like the butterfly effect of how like one decision kind of spirals and spirals and spirals and spirals and how this all goes. In fact, we even see how this affects Shaw. Because the certain situations that certain people are in affects who who can talk to Shaw, who's available to talk to Shaw at a certain time. And and one time Shaw just gets brushed off entirely and just shoots the dude in the head. Uh, one time uh, Reese gives Shaw advice and that advice blows up in her face uh, in pretty much the exact same way. Fusco, at one point, in the successful simulation, Fusco's the one that gives her the advice. And is like, yeah, uh, I, I, had a, I had a friend who was talking about putting his gun in his mouth, and he was talking about how he wasn't alone. Well, how'd you, how'd you stop him? I didn't. He blew his brains out. Good luck. And that somehow ends up being successful advice. That somehow puts Shaw on the right track. That completely unhelpful story somehow puts Shaw on the, wrong, uh, on the right track magically. Uh... I mean, hey, whatever works. <laughs> and we get this great moment of, like, Shaw convincing him that he's not alone. Everyone's life sucks. Uh, everyone on this subway train is going through their own difficulties, particularly with this stock market crash. Uh, and actually, Shaw saving everyone from the bomber uh, creates this opportunity for Shaw to get the code from this guy willingly. It's just like, yeah, I want to save my pension. If this helps, I'll give you the code. Why not? Uh, and it, it's so, it's so well done. Like that butterfly effect scenario is so, so great. Also, uh, we see all the different ways Root and Shaw can shamelessly flirt. <laughs> like I think pretty much every simulation sees some form of Root and Shaw flirting. Uh, sometimes in a last words sort of way, we get that one moment where Root's about to cut the cable for the elevator. And she's, like, talking all last words-y. Uh, like, getting Shaw to acknowledge her feelings and all of that. And then we realize, oh shit, she's surrounded and she's definitely gonna die. That's why she was talking like this. So, it gets clever with the butterfly effect stuff. Uh, it even gets very, very poignant with seeing everyone in their last moments. In the simulation's last moments, at least. And it gets really, really funny a lot of the times, because they inject a lot of humor into this situation. They inject a lot of absurdity into these various simulations. Uh, I especially love how at one point, in the third simulation... Uh, Fusco just randomly kisses Root, and Root's like, why did you do that? Why not? We're in a simulation. (laughs) So I guess, like, the simulation versions of all of them know they're in a simulation, and just keep acting out their parts, because, of course, also, either that or the machine has a sick sense of humor. (laughs) Just like, oh my god, the machine wrote Fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) The machine wrote fan fiction. 
In this moment, help! This entire episode is a machine writing fan fiction. <laughs> it's especially funny to me because, like, oh my god, it literally is fan fiction. Because I guess while the third simulation is the closest, the third simulation doesn't a thousand percent like get it. Like, there are certain things that play out a little bit differently in reality versus that third simulation versus the successful simulation. So I guess, yeah, it is all fan fiction. (laughs) Everything that happens in the machine's head, we're watching the machine write its fan fiction. (laughs) Oh, and I, I especially love this one moment where the machine's running out of time and it's like, oh shit, simplify simulation. Uh, let's make this go faster. And the way the machine simplifies the simulation is by, instead of having the actual dialogue, have just descriptions of what the dialogue is. (laughs) So everyone's just like, they're literally saying the formula. Like, all of these actors are literally saying what the formula of their interactions is. And it's hilarious. And they also kind of nail it. Uh, Denise T. is the woman who wrote this episode. She, man, does she understand these characters more than anyone else on the planet, apparently. Because she just freaking killed it. Uh, with this dialogue. <laughs> They just perfectly nailed everything. Like, the first thing you hear is Reese say, Coolly delivered. (laughs) Sadistic warning. (laughs) It's just like, yep, that's Reese. (laughs) That is definitely Reese. (laughs) That is all of Reese's dialogue. (laughs) Just right there. I think that might be the only thing he says in the simplified simulation. I think that might be his one line. (laughs) Oh, and... I I especially love... So, I talked about how we see all the ways in which Root and Shaw shamelessly flirt in these simulations. At one point, Root and Shaw shamelessly flirt in the simplified simulation. And it's so perfect. Like, it's literally like... Because... I mean, look. Some people are stupid. And can't see... A lesbian subplot coming from a mile away. So, for those people... For, I think, a lot of people watching this show... Who are very stupid and can't figure out that they were very obviously setting up a lesbian subplot for Root and Shaw. Very obviously setting up a lesbian romantic subplot for those two. This was kind of the the pulling off the mask moment and saying, this is what we've been doing the entire time and you idiots couldn't see it. Like, <laughs> and it just so perfectly captures all of their interactions. <laughs> I especially love the overly, uh, the opening lines of overly affectionate greeting. Greeting. <laughs> Over, come on. (laughs) It was so good. Also, 
I did not notice this until about my 50 bajillionth watch through. But if you look closely, the HUD of the machine is actually simplified in this simulation. Uh, usually when you see uh, the machine's point of view, it's like just a shot of a security camera, just a shot from a security camera. But with this, it's like, it's almost like frame by frame. <laughs> and also, most of the frames are cut out. <laughs> it's like really shitty stop motion. Never noticed that until today. I'm an idiot. Uh, but it's really, really, it's a really clever thing to put in. But that simplified simulation is so, so perfect. But we get as far as they're cornered and they're in this shootout with a bunch of Samaritan agents. And then the machine's like, well, I mean, it's not, it's not great, but it's the best option we got. So, Go? <laughs> And they go, and we see it play out in reality, and it plays out mostly how the machine predicted, with some variations. Uh, mostly the fact that Fusco doesn't randomly kiss Root <laughs> and say, why not? We're in a simulation. <laughs> oh, God damn. But we do get as far as where the machine left off. They're in a standoff with Samaritan operatives. They're in a shootout with Samaritan operatives. Reese is shot. Root is shot. Their chances of survival are plummeting. And they were already low to begin with. And then Shaw shows up. Odds of survival immediately rebound. The five of them are engaged in this battle. They get out of there. By the way, uh, in the midst of this shootout, Root and Shaw engage in more shameless flirting. Where Root's trying to get Shaw to understand they'd be great together. And Shaw's like, what are you talking about? We'd be a disaster. <laughs> Paraphrasing by a lot. Like. <laughs> and I love this line from Shaw. Where she's like. Look, no offense, Root. You're hot, and you're good with a gun. Two qualities I admire, but... <laughs> it's so good. It's so, so good. But they make their way to the elevator, and the controls aren't responding. Turns out there is an override button on the other side of the hallway and someone has to stay behind and push it in order for everyone else to escape immediately Shaw forces herself on that opportunity Root's begging her no 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 don't go don't go don't go don't go don't go and Shaw's like don't like no I'm doing this I'm doing this I'm doing this Shaw kisses Root for the first and, for all we know, last time. And then leaves while Root is just freaking the hell out. Shaw pushes the override button. The elevator starts to close. Uh, she's holding off the Samaritan operatives in this big shootout. She gets shot so many times. Like, a lot. 
like a distressing amount of times, like a distressing number of times. She is on the ground. Martine has a gun to her head. The elevator doors close, and that's all we see of Shaw. We have no idea if Shaw is alive or dead. We have no idea what's going to happen to her. For all we know, she is gone forever. All we know is that she is not in a good place. Whatever is happening, she is not in a good place. I also do love this shot where, like, the machine is looking down on Shaw, like, frantically going through options and seeing that there's, like, no valid options. There's no way to save Shaw from this. There's no way Shaw can possibly be rescued. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. They saved the stock market. They stopped a global economic crisis. Stopped Samaritan from getting more of a stranglehold on the world. At the cost of one of their own. It's a really heartbreaking ending. It really, really is. And for a, for an episode that a lot of it was just like fun. Oh my god, look at this weirdo thing we're doing. In the midst of like global ramifications. Up until this moment, the episode was rather positive. Up until this moment, the episode was like a rather... Yay, we're doing the thing type episode. It wasn't like fairly disturbing or emotionally charged in any way. Uh, it wasn't like the last episode where it's just, like, every single thing that happens is horrifying. And then, like, just, we have that, we have that fun hour of television, and we got a smile on my on our face because, wow, this was a fun episode, and wow, they did cool things with it, and wow, they had a success, and they stopped Samaritan from crashing the global economy. Like, yay, all of that's cool. And then at the last second, they deliver us this gut punch of, like, Root and Shaw finally acknowledge their feelings for one another. That they've been not so subtly hinting at for many, many episodes now. Also, Shaw gets left behind. She is captured by Samaritan operatives at best. And dead at worst. And everyone is distraught over this, especially Root. Like, it's, it's a rough, like, emotional whiplash moment, and it's so, so perfectly handled. But yeah, I love this episode. I love this episode so much. It is so, so spectacular. It is so brilliant, and I love literally every single thing about it. It is absolute perfection, and quite possibly the best person of interest episode, full stop. Anyway... Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push the button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will be putting up there once every month. 
Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly by Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 12. Talk to you then.